It's a new year. And who's feeling excited that we are in a new year? I know that it's just like a continuation. I get that, but I feel that there is something different about the year 2023. I feel in my spirit that this is a year of victory. That where we maybe we haven't been seeing the work that God's been doing, I feel like we're about to see it. And I'm getting excited. And this series that we're doing about pressing forward is so important because we are a part of God's plan. We have a job to do. We are called by God and we are called to this church for a purpose, to stand in unity and to press forward. So as I was praying about what to bring to you today, I felt God put this scripture on my heart. So if we can please turn to Galatians chapter 6. So Galatians chapter 6, and we're going to read verses 7 to 9. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Let's not become weary in doing what God has called us to do. If we keep sowing into the Spirit, we will reap a harvest, but we need to not give up. We need to keep pressing forward. The words pressing forward, it indicates that there is a resistance. That it's not just, oh, let's just walk forward. It's no, we need to push. We need to press. We need to work. We need to fight. The reason that we have this resistance is some people are not aware that there is a spiritual war going on around us. We have a real enemy. His name is Satan, and I refused to put a capital letter on his name in my notes. Even though it was coming up on all my autocorrects, I'm just like, no, I do not give him the satisfaction of a capital letter (laughs) because I'm petty like that. But but we have a real enemy. His name is Satan and he hates us. I'm just telling the truth. He hates us because he knows that the Holy One is on the inside of us. He knows that we are victorious. He knows that he has no power or authority over us. But we need to know that. There is a spiritual war going on and that is causing resistance to the church. He is trying to render us powerless so that we don't know who we are in Christ. So that things will seem hopeless and we will give up. 
But that's not us, is it, church? The enemy has underestimated us. We are pressing forward and we know that our God has the victory. Now, one of the major reasons people give up is because they get tired. They get exhausted. It is hard. At this time, to be strong in your faith and to speak up is very, very difficult because Satan has deceived the world into believing that Christians are hateful people. He has turned everything good and made it look like it is evil and everything evil he has made to look like is good. So that everything we stand for, the world is perceiving as bad. And so it does get tiring to have those confrontations, to have people demean you for what you believe, to be discriminated against for what you believe. It happens. It's real. And he is doing it to us to try and make us feel like we are powerless and to make us give up. The scripture here says, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. But the world has been led into a way where God is now being openly mocked because they have been deceived. But the word says, God cannot be mocked. So this can't last. They can't keep doing it and get away with it. It can't because the scripture says, this is God's word. It says he cannot be mocked. So he will not stand for it. And the reason why the world has gone the way that it has gone is because us as Christians have not pressed forward. We have not stood up. I'm not saying every single one of us. But I'm saying we have grown weary and we have allowed the enemy to take ground. Instead of pressing forward and taking ground, we have retreated and not stood up for the things that we've needed to stand up for. We've been quiet. And so we need to press forward and take back that ground. So one of my first points today is how do we stop ourselves from growing weary and giving up? And the first thing we need to do is put our hope in God. My next scripture is Isaiah 40, verse 31. Isaiah 40, verse 31. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not grow faint. Who felt their strength being renewed this morning as we worshipped God? As I was... um, On my knees, I felt the Holy Spirit. God spoke to me. He renewed me. He refreshed me. And he prepared me to come up here and preach to you. That's what he does. If we spend time with him, our strength is renewed. So to keep pressing forward without growing weary, we need to keep our eyes on God. As soon as we look to what is going on in the world... 
it can cause us to lose our strength. So that's not where we should be placing our, most of our thought and time. We need to be putting our time into God. To put your hope in God is extremely powerful. Hope, I feel like the word hope has been watered down. It's not a wishy-washy kind of thing like, oh, maybe, maybe God will do something. I hope he does. I hope God does something. That's not putting your hope in God. I looked up the definition of hope and it means a feeling of expectation and desire for a particular thing to happen or a feeling of trust. And some versions of this scripture actually say those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. Are you trusting and putting your hope in God? As you do, you take your eyes away from the situation and you start to walk by faith instead of by sight. It, it can be a difficult thing sometimes. I'm not saying I'm perfect and have always been able to do this. But we are called to walk by faith and not by sight. But the problem is we are a physical being and we use those five physical senses most of the time in our world. And so we are used to looking at what is physically going on around us. But we are also a spiritual being and we can walk by faith knowing that it doesn't matter what a situation looks like our God will come through for us. He is the way maker. So to trust God and put your hope in him means that you are seeking him for what he is doing instead of looking at what the world is doing. When we were going through the height of the pandemic and bit like what Pastor Ian was saying earlier, people were losing their jobs um, and we were losing our freedoms and I really struggled with that. <laughs> Honestly, I did. Um, families were being divided and people were being ruled by fear and that really, I really struggled with that. And then I would hear about a certain thing going on and that it was going to change and people were rising up and doing this or that and I'd start to get excited because I was looking at what was going on in the world. I'm like, oh, maybe we can actually, um, maybe the protests will work, maybe this will work or whatever and it wouldn't work and then I would feel really discouraged and really down and, and I struggled. And then God clearly spoke to me and he said, do not look to what man can do. Look to me. Do not put your hope in people. Put your hope in God. And that's what we need to do because situations can look hopeless. And when we are in a feeling of hopelessness, we get tired. We start to despair. We start to give up. We think, oh, there's no point, nothing I do is making any change because we are looking at our five physical senses. We are walking by sight. But God is telling us not to walk by sight, to walk by faith. He is the overcomer. He is the one who has the victory. And he has all of these things in his hand.
So since then, I really shifted and I put my trust in God and I didn't worry about what was going on in the world anymore. And I can honestly say that I haven't worried about it. Since looking to God instead of what was going on, I have had peace, I have had joy, I have um, had amazing experiences of powerful prayer. My prayer life has changed. And God is, it's almost like God is teaching me how to pray, how to declare, how to fight. And it brings that power back. You realize you have God on the inside of you. It doesn't matter what's going on in the world, He has overcome the world. So I want to encourage you this morning don't grow weary. Don't get tired of doing good and doing what God has called you to do, but renew your strength. Go to him. And through this time, I have felt God speak to me more than ever before. And if we keep pressing forward in our relationship with him, he will keep revealing more and more to us. He will show us what he has called us to do. He will, for me, he has shown me the right people to listen to And the way to, the words to pray, he has given me directly the words, say this, pray this. So get into God, press forward in your relationship with him, listen to him and be obedient. Because as you do, like this scripture said, it's like, those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. I want that. And I can have it. I just need to be obedient and press forward and keep seeking God and his will. And you can have it too. Another way we can stop ourselves from growing weary and giving up is by growing in our knowledge of God. I want to take you to another scripture, 2 Peter. Just turn with me to 2 Peter, chapter 3. And we're going to start at verse 17. Don't worry, when I say start at 17, we're just doing 17 and 18. We're not reading the whole chapter. (laughs) I'll lose my voice. So 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 17 to 18. Therefore, dear friends, since you have been forewarned, be on your guard so that you may not be carried away by the error of lawless, of the lawless, and fall from your secure position, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. To him be the glory, both now and forever. So this scripture is telling us that if we grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, then we will not fall from our secure position and we will not fall to the error of the lawlessness. So to press forward in our relationship with God, we need to grow in our knowledge 
of who our God is. We need to get to know Jesus. And we do this the same way we get to know anyone. We spend time with them. For to know God, spend time in his word. What, do the, what are the things that God says? What has God done? Because as we know the things that God has done before, we know what he can do for us. This shouldn't be something difficult for us as God's children to desire to get to know him more and to grow in the knowledge of God. Yet sometimes it can be because, as I said, there is a spiritual war. We've got an enemy that is trying to stop us from growing in God. The last thing the enemy wants is for you to be reading this and spending time in prayer because that is powerful. That helps you to know who you are in Christ. He doesn't want you to know who you are in Christ. He wants you to give up. He wants you to grow weary. So if he can keep you from renewing your strength, he will. So we need to take charge of that. We need to realise that and we need to put things in place in our lives to make sure that we are praying and reading the word. And we should be doing it every day. You know, this is our daily bread. This is what we need. This is what renews us. It is not our pastor's job. They do many jobs and they do it wonderfully. But it is not their job to make us read our Bible and pray and press forward in our relationship with God. That is our job. Every single person has to take responsibility for their own relationship with God. Our wonderful pastors will lead us, will teach us, will help us on that journey. But it is our responsibility to press forward in our relationship with God. You know, I have absolutely loved this Christmas New Year period where there's been holidays, there's been time. Admittedly, I've loved that all the extracurricular activities after school are kind of stopped for now. I'm not going somewhere different every night of the week and trying to work out schedules. I love that I've been able to just spend time with my family. And we should have that same love and pleasure about spending time with God. It shouldn't feel tedious. If it does, talk to someone about that because there might be a different way, a different approach that will work for you. It should not feel like a chore to spend time with God. And there are absolutely ways you can fit it into your day, even if you're a busy person. I drive an hour and back to work. Sometimes I have a passenger, so I do stop the um, speaking in tongues and the, <laughs> and the loud declarations of prayer and the singing at the top of my lungs when my auntie is in the car with me. And she is very grateful for that, even though she doesn't know. I know that she is grateful that <laughs> I'm not doing that while she's in the car. But when I am by myself in the car, that car is a prayer meeting. That car is a worship zone. Still obey the laws, okay, but... <laughs> or, um, so generally, I'm a morning person. I do really well. My brain is sharp and I'm ready to go in the morning. All the, um, all the night people are like, oh, she's one of those. 
yes, I'm one of those that gets up and, you know, like I remember in the mornings at home when I lived with my mum and dad, I'd skip up the stairs and sing as I'm making my breakfast and my mum would just be like, Sharona, sit down and shut up. <laughs> yep, I'm one of those. And so my drive to work is my prayer time, my worship time, and that after work, I'm a bit exhausted. I'm, don't ask me any difficult decisions in the afternoon. It, it can't happen. I have to plan in the morning what we're having for dinner because if I get to 5 o'clock, 5.30 and I'm home, I'm ugh, toast. <laughs> My brain does not work in the afternoon. So what I do in the afternoon is I put on like a podcast or something like that that I can listen to of someone that I'm following where I don't have to give my whole attention, but I'm still letting something come into me, into my spirit. But that might not work for you. Work out what works for you. I read my Bible every night before I go to bed. That works for me. I don't read a whole book. I'm, I'm not a big reader. But I want the Word of God in me before I go to sleep every night. And even if it's just a few verses... But before I read, I want to be asking God to speak to me from it. Often, often in my Bible, I'll just be a bit random and I'll be like, oh, I'll start from Matthew. And then other times, I'll be halfway through a book and then I'm feeling like God's really wanting me to read from another one. So I'll just switch. Some people wouldn't be able to handle that, but I'm very random <laughs> in um, reading my Bible. But I want to seek what God is trying to tell me from his word. So it's our responsibility to grow in the knowledge of God and that's how we press forward in him. We need to seek God. We need to seek what he is calling us to do. And that's how we press forward as well. Because I know that God spoke to me and he said during my um, lunch breaks at work, he wants me to go through Adelaide Uni and pray. So I do that. But it's only because I've been seeking him that he has told me that. And as I do that, I've felt the power of God in that university. I don't know what it's doing because I'm walking by faith and not by sight. But I know that it's achieving something. I know that, the, that prayer is powerful. It's our biggest weapon is the word of God and speaking it out. God's word reveals who God is to us. From reading God's word, we know that his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. We know that he is all-powerful. We know that he knows everything. We know that he loves us. We know that nothing is impossible. And we know this because it's in his word. Because he has told us and he has shown us through the examples in the scripture of what he has done, of his faithfulness, of his goodness. So if he has been faithful throughout all this time in scripture, why would he not be faithful to us now? And then the amazing thing is that we know that he lives on the inside of us. Isn't that incredible? Like we hear it, we hear it and say it all the time, but think about that. The living God, the creator of heaven and earth, is on the inside of us. That's incredible. 
Hosea 4 verse 6 says, My people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. 2 Peter 3.17 that we were reading before shows us that if we don't grow in knowledge and grace of Jesus Christ, then we are letting down our guard and we can be carried away by lawlessness. That is how Satan has managed to deceive so many people in the church because they have not grown in the knowledge and grace of God and so he's been able to deceive them and draw them into lawlessness. And I don't want that for any of you. God doesn't want that for any of you. So it's your responsibility to not let that happen. And you do that by keep coming to church. Go to Connect Group. Read your Bible. Pray. If we understand these things and spend time in the word and prayer, we renew our strength and we don't grow weary and we don't give up. We press forward to reap the harvest that God has prepared for us. And it's coming, church. It's coming. So my last point today is we need to press forward and fight the good fight. I'm going to got one last scripture for you. You know I like to use a lot of scriptures. <laughs> so 2 Timothy chapter 4. Two Timothy chapter four, and we're going to read verses six to eight. This is Paul speaking, and I loved what Pastor Sharon um, preached about a couple of weeks ago. How she used the scripture about Paul pressing on toward the goal. This is at the end of Paul's life, and he says, starting from verse six, "For I am already poured out like a drink offering." And the time for my departure is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. I don't know about you, but... I want to be able to say this when my time comes near. I want to be able to say that I fought the good fight. I did something. I did something in my time that God gave me. I did what he was calling me to do. I was obedient. I want to be able to say this. I've finished the race. I've kept the faith. I don't want to grow weary and give up. I don't want to get weary of doing what God has called me to do. I want to press forward in my faith in him. I want to grow more. I don't want to stay where I am today. I want to grow further. I want to know him deeper. And there is a great reward at the end if we press forward and press on in our faith if we fight and do what he has called us to do. I'm not saying it's easy by any means. But we are called to fight the good fight of faith. Now, I feel like there has been a real deception come into the church as a whole, not this church specifically, but the church as a whole, with some false thoughts that being a Christian means our life is easy. 
that God blesses us and looks after us and we just go about our lives as we see fit. But I love this analogy. The church is not a cruise ship. It is a warship. We have become so apathetic and blinded to what the enemy has been doing that we've been treating the church as if it exists to serve us instead of us coming here to serve the Lord. And this has caused the church to lose its power. The church of the Almighty God is not a cruise liner. It is a powerful weapon against the enemy, especially when we realise the power that God has given us, the authority that God has given us, and we stand in unity together. The devil has to flee. If we resist the devil, he must flee. So we need to do this, church, because we can change what is going on around us. Revival will come. We will reap the harvest at the proper time. And I believe the proper time is near. But we need to keep pressing forward and not give up. If we give up, say, say if I gave up and I decided to no longer follow God, what if there was 20, just 20 other people that would have been impacted by me if I didn't give up? And then all the people they would have impacted... Don't give up. Keep pressing forward. There is a harvest. People might have felt discouraged because maybe, oh, I've invited people to church and they didn't come. Invite again. Don't give up. Press forward. Oh, but they'll, they'll think I'm an idiot. They won't want to come. It's, who cares what they think? It's about what God thinks and about what God is calling us to do. Who are we living our life to please? So let's press forward and fight the good fight of faith. Let's take back the ground that the enemy has stolen from us. He has stolen it from us. It is ours. Let's take it back. We'll see miracles. I believe this year we're going to start seeing more and more of God's glory. We're going to see more miracles than ever before. But not if we give up. We need to keep pressing forward and watch what God can do. I'm excited, church. I'm so excited. This is the year 2023 and it's the year of God's victory. Declare it. Declare it. Okay. I want to pray today. But before I do... I want to give anyone here a chance. If you don't know the God that we have been talking about, and oh, can I tell you, he is the best thing you could ever know. The, the only one who truly knows you and loves you, no matter what you've done. He loves you. He cares for you. He has called you. He has a destiny and a purpose for you. And he wants more than anything to have a relationship with you. His desire is for you to come and know him and for him to be on the inside of you. So can I just ask everyone to close their eyes and bow their heads for a moment because I want to give people a little bit of space 
Because if that's you that I'm talking to right now and you've never made a decision to follow God, I want to give you the opportunity to do that today. And all it is is saying a prayer to say, yes, God, yes. That's all it is. You're saying yes to God, that you want to follow him. So if that's you today, I just want to ask you, while everyone's eyes are closed, please just put up your hand so I know that that's what you want to do because I want to pray with you. That's awesome. Fantastic. Who else would like to say, awesome, that's brilliant, guys. This is the best decision you could ever make. Thank you, God. Does anyone else want to join these people? All right. Well, what we're going to do today is we're all going to say this prayer out loud. And the people who have put up their hands, I ask you to say this prayer out loud as well because this is you saying yes to God and inviting him into your heart. And everyone here is with you. They are for you. They are excited for you and they're going to pray it with you as well. So repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Saviour. Amen. Okay, well done. Let's give those people a hand. That's such an amazing decision you've made today. And I'd really love to meet you. If it's after the service, that's fine. I'd love to have a chat with you and get you connected with someone that can help you press forward and move forward on this journey that you're just starting. I'm just so excited for you. And I want to open up the altar. If you want to come and have prayer, please come. For anyone who, um, for those who decided to make God their saviour, I'd love to pray with you if you come forward. That's fantastic. Um, anyone else that wants to come forward and just say, yes, God, I am pressing forward in my relationship with you and you want prayer, come forward. This altar is open. Don't be scared. It's not about what other people think. It's about God. It's about you and God. And the pastors and I would love to pray with you today. So let's just pray and then feel free to come forward as the band plays. Mighty God, King of Kings, We praise your mighty, holy and precious name. We thank you that you love us so much that you made a way for us by sending Jesus to die for our sins. We thank you that you have placed a calling on each one of our lives, that you love each one of us and you have a destiny and a purpose for us. And God, we want to commit right now to pressing forward in our relationship with you, to fighting the fight of faith, to not grow weary, but to continuously renew our strength in you, God. And we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 